Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. In 2022, we celebrated when the U.S. Supreme Court finally overturned the abortion decisions. And in 2023, that battle became very intense on the states. And that battle for life will continue unabated this year. We're going to be talking about it on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Matt, since you founded Liberty Council in 1989, one of your goals was to protect and defend human life. And we've been doing that from the moment of conception until natural death since then. And as you said, in 2022, we celebrated this huge victory of seeing Roe and Casey overturned, which I'm sure was one of your goals when you started, right? Absolutely. It was one of the main goals to overturn Roe, and the other one was to overturn the Lemon Test from 1971, which was used as a weapon against people of faith and religious symbols and expression, and both of those were accomplished Mm -hmm. in 2022. In fact, the high court cited our amicus brief in the Dobbs case, which was a huge honor. So, but, you know, the work has just begun. Yeah, the work has just begun because that's a huge decision, and it makes a huge change in our culture. The Supreme Court has removed itself from the whole abortion issue, which it never should have gotten involved in the first place, because it's not a constitutional right Right. to kill an unborn child, period. But now what has happened, obviously, is the battle has shifted to two different levels, to the people, But the people Mm -hmm. being represented by Congress, so we've been battling on Capitol Hill with regards to attempts to pass radical abortion legislation. So far, we've been successful stopping it. But then on the individual states, and some of that happens, particularly in the legislative arenas, with laws that were in effect before Roe that came back into effect, laws that were passed anticipating the overturning of Roe that go into effect, and laws that were passed after Roe was overturned. And then those laws get challenged in the court. So we're working in the legislative arena and in the various state Supreme Courts. Right. In fact, we ask the Supreme Courts of Oklahoma, Kentucky, South Carolina, Indiana, and Arizona to protect vulnerable children in the womb by filing these amicus briefs. And we also filed two amicus briefs to the Florida Supreme Court in defense of the state's 15-week abortion ban, as well as overturning an activist court decision from 1989. Yeah, the so-called Ray TW decision that made Florida a very abortion liberal state. And therefore, when Roe was overturned, nothing changed, nothing happened Nothing was different in Florida because of that Florida Supreme Court decision. So we're still waiting on the Florida Supreme Court to issue its decision to uh, uphold the 15-week abortion ban, which is what we argue. Right, because tragically right now, Florida is a sanctuary state for abortion. Yeah, and that's why we're asking for the high court to also overturn this 1989 decision at the Florida Supreme Court. But in addition to that, we've also filed a direct petition with the Florida Supreme Court. That's where it goes when we have Mm -hmm. a statewide initiative designed to change the Constitution. And that's been pushed by Planned Parenthood 
and the ACLU and other pro-abortion organizations, and they're trying to get it on the ballot this year in 2024 so that when you go to the polls in November, this issue is on the ballot to vote for or against, yes or no, to amend Florida's constitution that would put abortion into the state constitution. So we have filed a petition with the high court of the state of Florida asking the court to not allow it to proceed because it is deceptive and it does not just limit itself to a single subject. Right, and I think this is a great lesson for us as the church because you see in these pro-abortion issues, for example, that one, trying to put the amendment on the the ballot, that the pro-abortion activists, you know, they put the money behind it, they put the people behind it, and they are they're on the forefront of this, whereas the church should be on the forefront and taking the initiative yeah. to protect life. Yeah, the church should be, like for example in Ohio, mm-hmm. when unfortunately you have there a an initiative that was passed that put abortion into the Ohio Constitution. And where was the church? And where are they out voting? And Ohio had a six-week fetal heartbeat abortion right. ban in that state, and now it's overturned by this voter initiative that just passed. That is a sad reflection of the church not getting out and doing what it should be doing. The church should have overwhelmingly mm-hmm. gone to the polls in Ohio to vote for life right. rather than just being unengaged or thinking that it's political. This is something that people will be held accountable with. If you Absolutely. have the ability to protect another human being's life that is being threatened with death, in this case even torture, and you do nothing right. to these children to help them, how can you think that we're not going to be held accountable? And I mean, this is our duty to protect life. And it starts in the pulpit, Matt. It starts with pastors addressing this issue, for example, about abortion, what it really is, what God thinks of it, and what how we should address it, and then encouraging their people to get out and vote against it. That's yeah. where it starts. And uh, we need to, obviously, um, as these things heat up in 2024, make that message loud and clear, Mm -hmm. not only to pastors and church leaders, but to people in general. Because there are a number of states, Florida's just one, where they are trying to amend the state constitution through these voter initiatives, and they're pumping lots and lots of money into these states to gather signatures to get on the ballot a vote yes or no. And then they're having deceptive information about what is being voted for. So, for example, in Florida, they say, well... This will not undo the 15-week abortion ban. Well, that's false because the way the amendment is written in Florida, if it gets on the ballot and if it's passed, then for any reason, at any time, no matter what the state law says, you will be able to get an abortion and it doesn't have to come from the recommendation of a doctor. It's just any health care provider. So it can be anybody who's not medically licensed can say that it's, quote, necessary for the, quote, health of the mother to get this abortion at any time along the nine months of pregnancy. And that word health is also very obscure. What is necessary? What is health? Health, you know, if you look at the Definition adopted by the Doe versus Bolton case out of 1973, the companion case to Roe, that included physical, psychological, emotional, uh, fam- you know, in terms of your age, your society, and all the other things. Lots of just uh, lots of different things. So any reason can be given under the guise of health, and so consequently, what this will do is put 
a very liberal abortion law into our state constitution in Florida, and that's why we're challenging it. In addition to all these other cases where pro-life legislation is being challenged, this year at least eight more states uh, we will be filing amicus briefs. So we've already filed mm-hmm. in all the ones, Holly, that you've mentioned. And we also filed, don't forget, we filed uh, to the Fifth Circuit regarding the abortion pill, mifepristone, and then now the U.S. Supreme Court has agreed to take the case. So we'll be filing one in that as well. Yeah, so we filed in that case at the Fifth Circuit, and the Fifth Circuit upheld uh, part of that particular lower court ruling that overturned the FDA's decision to allow mifepristone to be distributed through the mail. Mm -hmm. And so that's been part of that decision. Now it's before the U.S. Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has decided to take the case last uh, month, and uh, they'll have a hearing on it before the end of this term with a decision before the end of June. So it'll be a big blockbuster case. I expect it to be one of the last ones to be released this year. And we really need to pray for a good ruling on this because this abortion drug is now more than 50% of the abortions, and it's actually been proven to be more harmful than surgical abortions. I mean, yeah. they're both terrible, but that one, you know, these these girls and these women take these pills, go off, and some of them bleed to death because of these pills. Well, and if you get this through the mail, and it's not face-to-face. And there's no doctor. There's no doctor around. And you. then, you know, your daughter gets it, and you don't know that she has taken this pill. Now she starts having bleeding or cramps, but you have no idea that she has this pill. She could have gotten it from some friend at school, who knows, that got it through the mail. Uh, then you start having these complications. The parents have no idea to know what to do to help that child. So this is a big case. It's both the U.S. Supreme Court. will file an amicus brief there. And then we have, of course, Sandra Merritt. She is the courageous grandmother who exposed Planned Parenthood's horrific trade in selling and trafficking in aborted baby body parts. We have two different fronts that we're fighting on. One is against Planned Parenthood in the civil case for multi-million dollar judgment, and the other is in the criminal case with the state of California. So continue to pray for us. Lots of different pro-life issues that we've been involved in in 2023 and many more in 2024. This is the year where we have a real battle for the sanctity of human life. Go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash life. That's lc.org forward slash life. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.